In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Risk. Risk, by definition, means a situation involving exposure to danger. Risk is a scary thing. There are many variables and unknowns when it comes to risk. For the most people, most part, people avoid risk at all costs. I, for example, don't think of myself as a risk taker. I don't go on roller coasters, I don't ride horses, I don't ski, and I don't jump out of airplanes. I like to keep my feet firmly on the ground. I like to have plans and details, itineraries and maps. I love maps. I like to be in control of me and some other people every once in a while. When we risk, we lose that control and we are left with an outcome either good or bad. It just depends on the situation. Author Jeanette Winterson wrote, what you risk reveals what you value. If the question you asked, if that question was asked of you, would you risk your life to save your child, your parent, your spouse, or your pet? Your answer most likely would be yes, because you value that life, that member of your family. But what other risks are we willing to take? What other things do we value so much that we would stand in the face of danger or the unknown? I think about that question and wonder if I value enough in my life. Do I really appreciate and value all that I have? Or have I become complacent and caught in the trap of the status quo? It's more like the latter. I have been caught in complacency. You might feel the same way. But for the most part, the risks we take on a daily basis are calculated risks that we've either thought about a great deal or none at all, and we must participate in them. Like driving the car to church this morning, there was an inherent risk in getting behind the wheel, and yet we all did it. Either way, our risk-taking might not really assign value to the action and their value for us to appreciate. In today's lesson, there is great risk for those being called. We first see Jesus step in to assume his place as the one called by God. John the baptizer has been arrested and it is now Jesus' time to bring his ministry of repentance and belief of the good news to the people of Galilee. In this single verse, here in the Gospel of Mark, it really is quite powerful, for it establishes the main focus of Jesus' ministry. Jesus knew what his life was to be, and therefore the risk to him was there. But he knew what he was to do, risk or not. As Jesus continues his journey, we see him call the first disciples. He sees Simon and Andrew and calls to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And they immediately drop their nets and join him. Jesus does the same with James and John, and they leave their father and nets behind just as quickly. We all know that fishermen would never leave their nets 
or boats behind. It is their livelihood, it is their identity, it is what makes them who they are. And for James and John, they left their father with the hired hands on the boat. It is not what happens. We don't leave that stuff, those people, behind. And yet it did. They were being asked to risk dramatically and suddenly everything, their property, their livelihood, their family, their lives, and to turn to a completely new profession, new thing in their life, to be a follower of Jesus. They were so compelled by the good news that Jesus brought that they were convinced that Jesus was the way. So my question to us all this morning is, are we as compelled by the good news that Jesus brings to us? When we are called into action as disciples, what do we risk? Again, do I, do you really listen to the words that are proclaimed from the gospel of Jesus, as Jesus' words? Do you hear his voice? Or do you hear my voice or Greg's voice or any other clergy person that reads the gospel? Not just the gospel from today, but the gospel every time you come to worship. Whose voice do you hear? It is hard to listen. It is hard to push aside all that clouds our heads and just be present. To be open to how he is calling us. In our lives. Professor Ted Smith writes, in calling the Galilean fishermen to discipleship, Jesus does not just ask them to add one more task to their busy lives. He calls them into new ways of being. This is what Jesus is calling us to as well, a new way of being to risk what might be comfortable or familiar, <coughs> and to find value in a life that brings about change and challenge, to perhaps reorder what is truly of value, of worth in our lives, to be so compelled by the message of the good news that we drop everything and go. Part of me wishes there was a Bible written to explain what happened in between the lines. It would give us a full account of what really happened. It would tell us how Simon and Andrew decided to drop everything and go. Was there any conversation? Was there any negotiation? It would tell us if James and John negotiated with the hired hands to care for their father and to describe Zebedee's reaction as his children left him. It helped us to rationalize the decisions they made to be called into this new way of being. It helped us to understand why we too are called. But unfortunately, that book doesn't exist. When Jesus called to the disciples, he called them to not only a life of repentance, but to belief as well. Jesus calls us just the same, and for us, the belief part 
is where the risk lies. Belief that what we hear proclaimed is what is truly good and right for us. Belief that what this new way of being is really worth the risk that we could be a part of. Belief that shaking ourselves out of complacency into a new life that is rich, not with stuff, but with the good news. This is what Jesus is calling to us. Being a follower, a disciple of Jesus, is not an easy task. For when we know the value of Jesus in our life, we are willing to take the risk. Amen.